Hey y'all, this is Joelle, Andrea, and Crystal. We're friends off topic. Spend the next hour. You know it's longer than that. Say two hours. Just say it's however long we drone on for. You never really know. Spend some time with the girls. Every week we watch a favorite movie that you guys vote on and tell you everything about it. And you never know what we're going to end up talking about, like overalls or snail trails. Stop it. Ah, remember wins. We post a new episode every week. No, really, message us, vote for the movie, and follow us so you don't miss a thing. Friends off topic! Really, that's what you got? That's what I got. You should say it with more oomph. We'll work on it. Thanks for the encouragement. Hey, friends. Get out your ripped jeans, fender guitars, and drumsticks, because this week we watched Wayne's World. Way to fuck up the intro. Wait, 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 <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. Crystal, why you look so disappointed? I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I feel dumber having watched it. <laughs> Can you get dumber, though? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first and foremost, we need to introduce our listeners to our newest co-host. Is it a boy or a girl? Huh? Crystal. What are we talking about? Your chair. Your chair. My chair is obviously a lady. <laughs> if it's going to rub me in the right way. <laughs> and what is her name? Her name is, I don't know. I wrote down Fiona the chair. Or You're maybe right. Joe. Fiona is good. Or was her name Aunt May on Twister? Meg. Meg. That was her yeah. name. I like well, Fiona the chair. Let's go Fiona. It's a pretty name. All right. So this week we watched Wayne's World. Do we have a synopsis to talk about? A big screen spinoff of the SNL skit, Rob Lowe plays a producer that wants to take the public access Wayne's World to the world of commercial television. Wayne and Garth battle to save their show and Wayne's girlfriend from Lowe. Mm. What's SNL? Is that like S&M? Saturday Night Live. Sorry. <laughs> I meant to say that first. Um, mm. So why to watch? It is funny, unrestrained, and offbeat. Um, I'll go into the ratings if y'all are ready. Ready. Okay, so IMDb, it got a 7 out of 10, which is surprising to me. Tomato meter, 79%, also surprising. Audience score, 84%. Super surprising that people actually like this movie. So, I think they like the music probably more than anything. I don't know. I like the was movie. There so many just spots where it was no talking and just a stupid face made. I did like that. <laughs> <laughs> so had you seen it before? Yes. I and did you like it then? Did not remember the ridiculousness. Mm. Yeah, it's maybe just you were a little. You were a little more ridiculous back then. Maybe. I don't know. Chris was I feel pretty like ridiculous. I'm more ridiculous now than I used to be. Mm. Did you still love it, Andrea? Yes and no. Yeah, it has its moments. I mean, you have to really watch it to get the jokes and stuff. Like, yeah, really listen. Like taking notes. If I felt like I had to write down everything because. If you miss something, then nobody would get the joke. Oh, yeah, that's true. So. Well, I probably missed a lot because I had, <laughs> I had never seen it. I remembered the suck cut and the Bohemian Rhapsody part. That I had seen that. It was so fucking funny. Bohemian Rhapsody what part was the is my or What was it? Floby or something like that. That they was a real one, right? Yeah. It was like a real haircutting vacuum cleaner thing. 
I wonder how well it was. I meant to look it up and see what the real one was because I knew that there was one. I feel like it gave you the cut that Garth was um, sporting. <laughs> his, real, his real haircut. So, Siskel and Ebert, what do y'all think they said? I think they said it like I said. That it's the dumb. <laughs> I think they loved it. They loved it. <laughs> Roger what, Ebert. Is it just me? He laughs at a dead bird. So, like, when I first started watching it. It's dumb and it, dumber comedy. I was kind of, like, kind of bored, but, like, I think I just got more and more into it because they're just, like, these nerdy underdogs that are, like, I don't know, good people. You kind of want them. Yeah, you want them to I think succeed. because I know how Mike Myers was during the filming of this. Oh, All yeah, that I ruined it a lot. is a douchebag the yeah. whole time. I could see that because I read about that before I watched it. Yeah. We'll get into that later, but they said... Um, Roger Ebert said, it's like those Bill and Ted movies. It's stupid on the surface, but smart underneath. I did keep getting, like, if you didn't look up and you just heard Michael Myers' voice, it was almost like Keanu Reeves in <laughs> um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Sure. Yeah. So one, it really did sound like him a lot. I Maybe it was over my head, but I was like, are they supposed to be cool metal guys because they're like very nerdy to me and i think that's what i liked about it was because they're kind of nerds yeah were they supposed to be like cool the no mike myers no. they still okay. live with their parents so mike myers <laughs> mm. talks about how he came up with wayne's laid-back voice and stooped posture when he was still a preteen in scarborough ontario inspired by the long-haired casually cool older kids he see at parties oh so he thought he was cool so i think they're supposed to be cooler kids hmm kids being the operative word and by the way I, every time i didn't say it was guys the guys or anything like that it was the boys every time because the they act like children they do but they were like i have their age in here somewhere how old they were oh, they were, in their 30s. was like in his 30s yeah like late 30s that's yeah. what he said he was like they wanted me to headbang for five hours, but I'm 36. Like, oh, <laughs> Garth, they were on the Advil all night. Yeah. <laughs> Garth was based on Dana Carvey's older brother, Brad, uh, yeah, an I accomplished engineer who helped develop the hardware for the then popular editing program, Video Toaster. Don't yeah. ask me what that is. I he is know. definitely on the spectrum for real. Like just with his social issues and how intelligent he was with his robotics bullshit and stuff. Like you, you can, can see, see that. Yeah. I could see like maybe that. a hint of Asperger's and like, you know, the spectrum. Yeah. Definitely. So Siskel disagreed and said that he didn't like Bill and Ted. <laughs> well, <laughs> but he really liked this movie a lot. And he said it aims at all audiences and it has real whimsy. Like when they play hockey in front of their house, it seems very real. And the airplanes going overhead and the product placement satire. He really, really, <laughs> was, he really was liked all of that. That was funny. Um, so the first note that I took was less than a minute in, and I'm already annoyed. <laughs> yes. We hadn't even gotten through the credits. And she was like, how many minutes are we in? And I was like, I don't know, but we're still on the credits. <laughs> I wanted to know how long it took me to get annoyed. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Please don't hate us, people. No. I, li- I liked it. You can like me. <laughs> What about um, the writer? That was a, was it Mike Myers? Uh, the writers, Mike Myers, who did SNL, Austin Powers, obviously. Uh, Bonnie Turner, uh, who did Tommy Boy. Oh. Wayne's World 2, Coneheads, and also Terry Turner. That's a husband and wife team of screenwriters and producers. I do love the Coneheads. Yeah, I have read that they did get a lot of their um, Saturday Night Live 
writers to help with um, some of their lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the director was Penelope Spheris. I think I'm saying that right. Man, I read that her and him didn't get along too well. They didn't. Uh, That's why she wasn't in on the second one. So she said <laughs> she did the Beverly Hillbillies, the Little Rascals, and Black Sheep, just to name a few. I do like those. And according to her, Mike Myers was a nightmare to work yeah. with. For example, one day, infuriated that there was no margarine for his bagel, only butter, Myers, who suffers from hypoglycemia, flipped the snack table over in a rage and stormed off into his trailer. Been there, done that. <laughs> to manage Myers' moods, Spears put her daughter in charge of making sure he had whatever snack he needed at any given moment, <laughs> which she loathed doing. She also said... He was emotionally needy and got more difficult as the shoot went along. You should have heard him bitching when I was trying to do that Bohemian Rhapsody scene. I can't move my neck like that. Why do we have to do this so many times? No one is going to laugh at that. This is exactly the reason why she preferred not returning to direct Wayne's World 2, stating, I just didn't have a good experience with Mike, and I didn't want to do it again. Yeah, so he's not even like a big star yet, and he was no, acting like that. and I read douche, that like... Dude. She would look over and look at her daughter, and her daughter was giving her, like, I fucking hate you eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would too. Literally, I fucking hate you right now. You know, there was a lot of um, Saturday Night Live movies. They had the Coneheads, like you already talked about, the Blues Brothers, MacGruber. I didn't use that one. I don't know that one. MacGruber. Um, I can't cool. name the guy. I've seen a lot of Saturday Night Live, but I don't know that skit. I don't guess. You don't have to see the guys. It's a newer one. Yeah. He's like diffusing bombs or something. Well, it's kind of like a MacGyver spinoff. Yeah. Mm, okay. And um, Ladies Man, Superstar, the worst of them all rated. Super, I do like that one. <laughs> um, it's Pat, the one that looks like a, a yes. boy and a girl. That the, one was the worst rated movie. So that they yeah. is I really struggled Forte? with that one. I did watch it, but I really struggled with getting i that's the only thing i remember about that movie more than anything is struggling to get through the whole damn thing yeah it's supposed to be bad pat Pat. where you don't even know if it's a boy or a girl it gets like that very large you'd have to see a picture of yeah i have a tendency to not watch things that i think look stupid as shit oh yeah it was it was pretty stupid she's not a dumb and dumber kind of person Hey, 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 hey. I have seen Dumb and Dumber, and I did like it when I was younger. Now, I think it's dumb as hell, but... Exactly. Oh, you stop. I appreciated it whenever I was younger. She stopped laughing it. at some point in her life. And I, I literally have... She started watching rom-coms. conversation earlier. Like, <laughs> I did have I like, this conversation with I think her. Kevin Hart is hilarious. I think yeah. Cat Williams is hilarious. Uh, I like Matt Reif. Like, I like comedians that are funny. Not, I'm doing the dumbest shit <laughs> she ever. She likes Matt Laugh Reif at it. if I... Don't want to go see him. <laughs> what? I said, you like um, Rife as long as I don't want to go see him. Like, as long as he keeps his shirt on. Right? No? Mm, you can look at whatever <laughs> you want to. You can you can uh, fantasize away. Back to the movie. So, the most widely celebrated Saturday Night Live movie was a mockumentary called Bob Roberts. Written and directed by Tim Robbins. Nope. It, it was about a senatorial campaign. <laughs> I'm like, what? Maybe I did see it. Because it's like, it did have a bunch of comedians and one of them was a brother. But know. then I'm like, maybe I saw a different one where his brother was um, I like it undermining him. Where but I'm not I don't sure. Know. Or I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, so did this we... is... Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. 
This is the only SNL spinoff movie to date that has grossed over a hundred million. Yeah. Oh, so this was like one of the best ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay, the budget was twenty million, and the worldwide gross was one hundred eighty-three million. It must have been gone into paying all these people twenty million. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like a lot, they paid a lot of money just to use the music. Oh, that's true. The Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody was like they almost didn't put the scene in because the. the rights were so expensive. Yeah. yeah. I can get into some others later. I have a bunch of music notes because I, oh, I found more music notes on this movie than anything else. Good, because I, so, like I can't wait. I feel like I took fairly good notes being that I didn't want to participate at all to watch this movie at all. <laughs> yeah. But I did. You have your new notes. chair to make you feel good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fiona. Oh, fucking great. Fiona over here. Yeah. So did we play Boff, Mary Kill? Do we have that yet? Bro. No, you, can't. you just kill them all. <laughs> she would. No, 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 no. She would no, no. save Cassandra. Of course. <laughs> Cassandra is Mary. Obviously. I would even save Crazy Stacy. Cassandra is. <laughs> Stacy didn't seem that bad to me. Cassandra <laughs> is Mary. Okay. Uh, Boff. Stacy. No, the homicidal guy. Because I Glenn? think he'd be wild. Yeah. yeah. And then kill Wait, Wayne. Wait, who was homicidal? Him. The Al Bundy. Donut guy. Uh, that's who you would. Heck yes. Boff and <laughs> Al Bundy. It's all about attitude. Bro. <laughs> that was. I never saw that one coming. He's, he's got some I kinky am... shit up his sleeve. Well, that is the oh. most unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> now, who would you kill? Wayne. Mm. <laughs> I can yeah. see that. So I put to Mary Garth. He seems nice. He is. He would be the sweetest. He's my favorite. He's smart. He has cute jammies. Oh, my God. And your house would be so duped up with so many little robotic doodads and things. (laughs) A little DIY. Like the, um, what was it? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids house. Oh, God. That one was (laughs) hilarious. Uh, He's got cute jammies. He's got a dog. And I like his little foxy lady dance. He's really nerdy and cute. (laughs) All right. All right. Oh, and then... You boff Rob Lowe, of course, and you kill the Vanderhoff guy. He's annoying. Yeah. Oh, Mimi was annoying. Which one is that? His the wife? wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was in Clue. Yeah. Who is she, the singing telegram lady? I don't remember. I didn't get to look her up that much. All I right. wrote down a couple of things about her that later. Andrea? Okay, so I would boff Dream Woman. I would oh. marry Cassandra. And I, too, would probably kill Wayne. Mm-hmm. I could see that. The movie character or Mike Myers? No, these are all <laughs> on the superficial characters. Right. Yeah, no, his um, I can't just with his face. I just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, it's, I could see it. Yeah. It's what we know about him. I think maybe. maybe I got I got some facts in there. I scoured the internet for some Mike Myers facts. They're they're pretty shocking. Whenever you hear them later on. So uh, y'all want to? I think I found better facts about the hockey guy than <laughs> <laughs> that the donut shop was based off of. Oh, than I, I can't did wait for Mike Myers. <laughs> so we got some 1992 facts to set. Those the, are my favorites to set the stage. That's when we had a Hurricane Andrew. Not my favorite. It was eight. Barbie's Dream House was 169.99. God damn. It had three movable parts to give you more space and shape the house, unlike other dollhouses. Oh, Win- fancy. Windows and doors that open, a balcony, and flower boxes. I think I had that one. <laughs> you did? You had I a good mom. I think so. I remember a balcony, and I remember the stairs that came up the side, and wow. all kinds of stuff. 
We had a shelf with three shelves. That was Barbie's house. How unfortunate. She had a three-story. It's good. I had to share it with my sister, though. (laughs) She was only a year apart, so Mm. one gift for one. So it was two and one, yeah. Yeah. Then you get some good gifts. Yeah. That's when they also had crash test dummies, car crash center. Remember those toys? I used toys? to love watching the commercials for they all those. They had toys, though, too. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I remember them when I saw a picture. I still Do enjoy watching crash test. Like, I recently watched one where they used 18-wheelers to smash into vehicles. The commercial, it was a show. No, you to just see all like the clips and stuff. Oh. I still enjoy crash test. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I like yeah. to see what holds up. Yeah. Surprisingly, Ford. Was the best oh. as far as getting smushed by an 18-wheeler in a wall. Oh, shit. The whole, like... Um, it made it? Yeah, the part where the people sit. I can't think of what I'm trying to say right now. The what? seats? Yeah. Cab? Cab. That is what I'm... I want to say <laughs> caboose. <laughs> and not the caboose. That's a train, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Anyways, the cab survived, like, out of all of those. Oh, that's what I need. It stayed intact. Like, the rest of it was shit, and the engines probably smushed as How did the Jeep hold up? Not, <laughs> that's what I need to know the most. Not very well, well at all. Not oh, well at all. It's gone. I'll get rid of it tomorrow. Yep. They had Teen Talk Barbie. There was some what? controversy because... What was she saying? <laughs> 2% of the dolls were programmed with the phrase, Math class is tough. Leading to criticism from women academics. That girls are dumb. Yeah. Because you might struggle a little bit. Yeah. I don't, Crystal, Math you class, look like amazed. Are you offended or amazed? Math class is tough. <laughs> it is. She's tough. speaking truth. Shit. Yeah. She could have meant that for How anybody. How unfortunate. They had creepy crawlers, the great escape dude, game. Dude, dude, dude. I had creepy crawlers. You fuck. I knew I it. Of course creepy you got so excited. So were they, the, you eat them or it's no. little gummy? No, make, no, 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 no. It was just uh, little toys. Move. Yeah, they, they hard. Yeah. They were no, no, no. They were like gummy, like like oh. you could move them. But they weren't the ones that you ate, and I was a little disappointed because I didn't get the ones that you ate. And then I was like, you know what? This is exactly what I asked for, so I'm not going to fucking complain about <laughs> How it. How mature you wanted to play with it and eat it? That's what you thought was. I wanted happen. the, and I can't remember what it's called. Mad scientist. Oh, yeah, so I remember like, the commercial, yeah, the gummy ones. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I wanted, but oh. I got confused. And I, but creepy crawlers was still fucking cool. Yeah. Shit. I got you. Can you tell I get really excited talking about old toys? Did you hear me go, dude, <laughs> dude, dude? <laughs> it's one of the highlights. Michelle was telling me the other day she had a pogo stick, and I was like, does that bitch do I, <laughs> I remember people Break having myself. a po- pogo stick, and I was so excited, and they're really hard to do. Yeah, no, I was good at it. Oh, hey, well, good. I, I wasn't. Your sister's out of shields. I'm going to fuck her up in Monopoly. I'm already doing it for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all are speaking a language I don't know. Yeah. She listens, so tell them. This was uh, Billy Cyrus's debut album with Achy Breaky Heart. What? Don't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't tell. My. <laughs> that was when 2G mobile phones launched. That was a whole wow. last dance that went with that. Wasn't there? Oh, yeah. yeah I did the dance. dance. Yeah. I would do it in my room. Oh, sure you did. That was when networks made with the 2G made switching from one tower to another tower without dropping your call possible. What? That's how Melissa and Miranda were answering their phones. I still can't get over the bridge without my call dropping. So <laughs> that was the start of Cartoon Network. Wow. Yeah. It seems like it was out so much longer than that. Mm-mm. 1990. Wow. Well, it's probably, you know, 30 years now. Yeah. 
It's a long time. But I was like 12 it was on Cartoon at the time. Dexter's still, Laboratory, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I like so I that. have a list of Johnny some of the Bravo. cartoons. Let's go. I'm going to tell you which ones I like. They started with um, old Warner Brothers, MGM, and Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Oh, yeah, I love Hanna-Barbera. And the very first cartoon to air was a Looney Tunes short from the 1940s called The Great Piggy Bank Robbery. Mm. Eventually, they expanded into The Moxie Show in 1993 and Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I really enjoyed Space Ghost. <laughs> that was the one I never really got into. I didn't get into it. I remember yeah. I remember you and Lindsay would watch it and I didn't mm-hmm. get it. And then in the 90s, the late 90s, they started Ed, Ed and Eddie and the Powerpuff Girls, which I was a little old when those oh, came my out. I like Powerpuff Girls. was into the Powerpuff Girls for yeah. real. Yeah. I didn't mind the Powerpuff Girls so much. I didn't get into those. Mold I think I was watching dope. Nickelodeon. Uh, the Mall of America opened. That mall covered 78 acres. I have actually been there. Where is there? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> well, there is Bloomington, Minnesota. Thank you. <laughs> where is there? My, you want to go to there? I, there. Where is there? She's like, Let's go to me, there. Give me all the mall. So now it's 96 acres. There's 500 stores. They employ over 11,000 people with 40 million visitors annually. I do love shopping. I I think my feet would be tired. I just go to Marshall's or TJ Maxx and feel done. (laughs) I love TJ Maxx. I think I say it every episode. (laughs) That was when Bill Clinton became president and the first nicotine patch came out. Cool. Do y'all want any more 1992? I got a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's sold a burger called the McJordan that included all of Michael Jordan's favorite toppings, one of which was barbecue sauce. And in 2012, an unopened gallon of 20-year-old McJordan barbecue sauce sold on eBay for almost $10,000. Disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine how fucking nasty that was. It's not made to last for fucking ever. Uh, Like, maybe buy an empty container of it. Well, no, because, like... The the stuff that they have on display at whatever museum still looks exactly like it was made. Oh, yeah, the McDonald's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting. They had um, some of the movies, Aladdin, Home Alone 2, Batman Returns, Lethal Weapon 3, A Few Good Men, Sister Act, Bodyguard, Basic Instinct, Unforgiven, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and Reservoir Dogs, which I thought was a little bit newer than that. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't come around to watching it until I was a little older. Yeah. I think. I didn't, for sure. In so. fact, I don't even think I watched it till it got on Netflix, maybe. And that had to be. I think a while I saw later. it at a midnight movie one time. Yeah. Right into the movie. Anybody got anything else? I got stuff to add later, but. Oh, so we're really going to go in right in? Sprinkle. Maybe. I love a sprinkle. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> right. They didn't say a golden shower, they said a sprinkle. <laughs> are they different what? <laughs> <laughs> what is a sprinkle well we when we say noise? sprinkle i think of literal sprinkles that you put on like ice cream can you fucking stop <laughs> is I'm that what sprinkle sounds would sound like <laughs> oh so that's what you think of when you hear sprinkle yeah. <laughs> i think sound. of the sound of sprinkles hitting the counter like Shh. oh i think mm. of like fairy dust oh very interesting yeah <laughs> All right, Ben's watching TV. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the movie opens up with Eoni Sky. Is that how you say your name? Eoni Sky? I think so. I have no idea. And Rob Lowe are in bed watching TV. She was in Four Rooms. Her nickname is Peyote. Hey, Four Rooms is a really good movie. I put it in there because I want to put it on the list because I, like I love that movie. The Butler one is my favorite. 
The one where he almost gets vomited on by the people upstairs. Oh, wait. He's in the whole movie. I was thinking of the one with the kids. Uh, whenever he's oh, in there with the kids. They were fucking... What is that guy's name? Antonio Banderas? No. The butler. Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, he's He's so like funny. one of those actors that you see him a lot, but yeah. you never know what his freaking name is. I feel is. so bad. I can't think of his name. She was also in Say Anything and River's Edge. So we see um, Murray's commercial. What was his name? Vanderhoff. Yeah. Vanderhoff's commercial for Noah's Arcade. They've got two of every game. We, we it's see, on Pluto TV. Oh, we see a Chia Pet commercial, a Clap On, Clap Off Lights commercial. I remember those. Yes. Those were so iconic. I still want a Chia Pet, and the Clap On, Clap Off thing seems awesome. Do you know you can Chia your whole car now? What? I, do you know how often I reference my hair is looking like a Chia Pet? <laughs> I can see that. By the way, his name is Tim Roth. Oh, I kept wanting to say Tim Curry, and it's definitely not Tim Curry, so I was close. Tim. Tim Tom. (laughs) The Clapper sold since 1984. Joseph Pedot, the entrepreneur, he made Chia Pets and The Clapper. Wow. Household names. Don't do it. Don't don't do it. You're (laughs) ridiculous. You and your noises. (laughs) What are we eating today, Crystal? Uh, It's a Nutrageous. I got Mm -hmm. a Nutrageous and a Dr. Pepper Zero. People eat nut rages. Nut rages. That is my favorite. She does. What? Yeah. She doesn't even like peanuts. That's weird. Yes, I do. That's like an old I like candy peanuts. bar. Like a whatchamacallit. That's like one of the nuts that I actually do like. Okay. Peanuts. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you like eating nuts at all. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. You're making your faces, Joel. I'm waiting for you to say something. I don't okay. have anything to say. Please continue. So he died at the age of 91 on June 22nd. So he just passed away. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Um, Yeah. So 20 seconds in, I had to do a deep dive on Chia Pets. (laughs) And the clapper. It's important. (laughs) (laughs) Infomercials. Y'all remember infomercials? I loved them. Yes. They had watched the same ones over and over again. Well, I remember the ones for like CDs. Oh, I do remember those. Yeah. They had one with Chris Jenner. You know who that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Selling... Wicks of Wisdom. Didn't it was you, say, these... you sent that to us, did you not? Did I send it? Yeah. <laughs> did you watch it? She <laughs> apparently did. I did not. Out of all the things I fucking sent, I, I did watch not it. watch it, but I did recognize Chris Jenner or uh, <laughs> who, whichever Jenner, Caitlin. It, it's Chris Jenner, the mom, uh-huh. and she's selling Wicks of Wisdom psychic healing candles and oh, yeah, Kroger feet. I highly recommend you watch it. So they're watching been during her desperate times. Yeah, this is when before she hit it big. She yeah, was uh, before her daughters hit it big. These candles, though, they really worked. They had magical stuff in them too. Your face is so fucking serious right now. <laughs> These candles, I'm waiting. You. I'm waiting for all the stories to they follow. Used ingredients to bring you love and stuff. We're gonna watch that information. All right, I'll put it on later. Okay, instead of football. No, <laughs> no, no. So they land on Wayne's World, and we hear the theme song. Anybody want to sing it? No. But you love it. Go ahead. Andre wants it. to. Wheel, I already wheel, did. Wheel, wheel. <laughs> I can't do it right. All right. So enter the suck cut guy right after they did extreme close-ups. The suck cut was pretty funny. Garth looks clearly nervous already. I have a sneaking suspicion he's wearing a wig. Eoni Sky, her character, is way into this and says, these guys do this show in their basement. Rob Lowe is clearly not into it, but already he's got an idea that he's going to exploit them based on one sentence by one woman that he's sleeping with. Yeah. <laughs> he just has that on his brain. Yeah. What can I Everything take advantage of? Everything he does. 
Yeah, open that bitch. Hurry up. <laughs> this will be one of the parts that I think I cut out and it makes it in. I thought you paused it. <laughs> oh, no, I don't pause it anymore. Oh, my God. Go. I thought you. That's why I opened it. No, I. but I cut it out unless I don't. <laughs> unless she does and then she doesn't. Unless I forget. So Mike Myers was 28 and Dana Carvey was 36 when they made this movie. And they never said how old they were, but they were supposed to be maybe about in their 20s. So Rob Lowe wants to figure out how he can sell the show to this guy, Vanderhoff. They make fun of the suck cut right in front of the guy that's showing it to them. And they say, wow, what an excellent discovery. Not the camera. When Garth says, it's sucking my will to live. (laughs) (laughs) You going to write that line down and use it on the daily? Yeah. The camera crew looks like a bunch of stoners. And there's an ice cream truck in the front of their yard with a medium-sized satellite on it. I remember, like, really huge satellites, Mm -hmm. like, at the church. Dishes in your yard. Yeah. So, at the church I went to whenever I was a kid, they had one that was, like, six or seven feet. It was so big. I had a grandpa that had one, and he used to fuss at us for crawling up in it. (laughs) Yeah, same. It looked like a toy. a really big one, so we'd get in it all the time. (laughs) Beam me off to space. (laughs) Messing up his TV shows. So Wayne Campbell walks around and explains to us how he still lives with his parents and has had a bunch of hairnet jobs. Wayne Campbell is played by Mike Myers. Everybody knows who he is, right? Yeah. He It said that they have an upcoming Austin Powers 4 rumored to be in development. You going to watch it at the movie theater, Crystal? No. <laughs> I watched the first one and I probably watched the other ones, but wasn't as into it the first one was funny like it had a bunch of silly stuff Mm -hmm. with him like eating the sausage and elizabeth hurley Hurley? you can only get into that so much though now that you've already seen it and they did it so much it's you just over it (laughs) yeah he was also in uh shrek all the shreks um in glorious bastards the cat in the hat was that a good movie i love inglorious yeah that really really Mm -hmm. very good good movie i didn't watch it because it looked kind of uh violent for me no, it but it's hilarious it's, it's like funny hilariously right. violent it's so it's so violent though yeah it, it really is it really is i guess it would depend on who it's happening to but for it's me. still it's so funny i find it funny he it was, was also good. in um the cat in the hat which was not good we watched it the other day he played the austin powers character in a couple of britney spears and madonna videos i guess it was like a thing then So he explains to the camera how he wants to do his show for a living and monkeys might fly out of his butt. (laughs) His unique American slang proved to be a challenge for translators whenever they changed Wayne's world into like foreign uh, dubbed films. Like his line, like monkeys might fly out of my butt was translated into Spanish to say when judgment day comes. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's not nearly as funny. (laughs) That's what they came up with. They can't translate monkeys out my butt. I don't know. I th- um, I feel like it would be literal. I imagine yeah. that's a hard thing to translate. Monkeys out my butt. They're they're literal. They're like what? Yeah. Why they're would like what? Come? Why? Yeah. Exactly. I can only imagine it would yeah. be hard. <laughs> but it's when Judgment Day comes. So now we see them driving around town in Goth's Garth Garth's car. Garth's car. I'm sorry, my brain's broken. Garth's car. Garth's car. <laughs> and let me just say. I really loved that car. I have a super cute with its flames. That's like Garth's big, car? Yeah. yeah. Why is Mike always driving it? 
He I'm does sorry, it a I couple times, but not all the time. He took it I think they both kind of invest in it, but when he was at his house, Gar- Garth like picked him up. Oh, okay. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I just, just assumed it was his car. He's, he's yeah. driving it to yeah. Chicago. They share it, really. That's a nice friend. I don't think I'd be that nice. No. Garth's car is a 1976 AMC Pacer. So I don't, was his last name Mirth? They call it the Mirth Mobile, and I forgot to look up why. Uh-uh. I don't know why they called it that. Somebody, uh-huh. please don't hate me. So the actual Mirth Mobile from the show, the Wayne's World movie, sold for $71,000. That's, that's not even either one of their last names. Garth's last name is Algar. Yeah. Mm, I never heard the last name. And then Wayne is Campbell. Yeah. I don't. They called it the Mirth Mobile, and I forgot to see why. Mirth or Murph? What does Mirth mean? I don't know which one it is. I thought they said Mirth with a T-H. Oh, so listen, they named it the Mirth Mirth Mobile because it was it was dubbed that for the hilarious things that happened. It was full of mirth. What is mirth? A noun referring to gladness and gaiety. Oh, <laughs> all right. It's his happy car. Yeah, that's all he was saying. I've never heard that word. <laughs> gaiety, mirth, mirth. You, why why is it that every time there's a word it's you two that's like what does that even mean <laughs> have you heard that word before mirth yes are you serious yes i've heard the word mirth before i don't know i didn't read that book yeah i didn't read mirth we hang out in a different crowd yeah i hang out with smart people mm. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so they're driving around in the mirth mobile Listening and singing to Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's one of the best parts of the movie, in my opinion. I agree. So this scene actually catapulted the song and the band to the top of the charts again. Freddie, who was bedbound before his death on November 24th, 1991, from Complications of AIDS, was able to watch a preview of the scene thanks to Mike Myers. Myers had called Brian May, the guitarist of Queen, to ask permission to use the song, he was given a VHS, a VHS of the preview and watched it with Freddie, who loved it. He said, yeah, how wonderful is that? You got us back to a new America public. And it actually led to them earning their first and only MTV uh, Music Award video. Oh, cool. So, I didn't see any of that, actually. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of cool because... I love Freddie Mercury. See, what mm-hmm. I saw was that um, they were going to do Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw that. And I was like, I am not a Guns N' Roses yeah. fan. I hate them. Well, I'm sorry. And- I didn't used to. Like, he just got to be, like, really strange. Eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't like his voice, even when they were popular. Um, I think I'm on my own on that. Yeah, I read that he, Mike Myers, actually threatened to quit the movie yeah. if Bohemian Rhapsody was not included. Good, quit. He wanted <laughs> it's his. He's Wayne. Well, I don't get. I don't give a fuck. He Find like another Wayne. Built this from the '80s. <laughs> and whenever they were filming this, Dana Carvey didn't know the words to the song. So if you watch it, he's kind of just mouthing the words. Yeah, and they were supposed to go that. back. And reshoot it, and they mm-hmm. did. I didn't think it was that noticeable. No, I it said for it. that. Um, I think he had like, I don't remember how much time, but they said he didn't. It was like a ten-hour shoot, and he didn't 
even learn his lines and that he just kind of mumbled it, but it made it look right for his character. Like I agree. I didn't think it yeah. looked bad, but it said that he didn't like that part. Yeah, because they didn't, I couldn't tell. They didn't show him on that part a lot, but he would just mumble words. Yeah. So they're driving around singing the song and they pick up a drunk guy. We see lots of stores. His and they, name's Phil. Oh, good job. Is he, he actually he is drunk? Set out like, looking. Because I can't tell what was wrong with him the whole time. He is fucked up on something. Oh, like, I thought they he was were, drunk. No, they just kept saying, like, you party too hard, Phil. Mm. <laughs> so. I didn't catch that. We see them cruise downtown, and they stop and stare at a guitar that Wayne wants. Fender made a Wayne's World guitar with the logo on the neck plate just for the movie. Well, not just for the movie. Because of the movie, they had, like, a signature special Fender guitar. They drive by that dagger sculpture with all the cars on it. Y'all saw that part? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a 40-foot sculpture, according to RoadsideAmerica.com. It was built in 1989. A lot of people would go check it out after the movie came out, but eventually it was torn down hmm. in 2008 because it was getting kind of rusty and junky. Unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to fall. Mm-hmm. So they pull up to a car full of pretty ladies, and they recognize them from their Wayne's World TV show. They go to Stan Makita's Donuts, ran by Crystal's fantasy man, Al Bundy. <laughs> and he discusses how he would murder someone. <laughs> I have some Stan Makita things happening. Oh, tell, tell All right. us. So Stan Makita was actually an ice hockey player for the Chicago Blackhawks of the NHL. He is named one of the 100 greatest NHL players. His career spanned from 1958 to 1980. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1983, and after he retired, he became a golf pro at Kemper Lakes Golf Club. Is that what everybody does? Yeah. Okay. Um, he also had a few businesses under <laughs> yeah. Stan Makita's Enterprises, including making the small plastic sauce containers for McDonald's chicken nuggets. What? Right? So... That's Mike cool. Myers said, a lot of Wayne's World is a transposing of my growing up in the suburbs of Toronto. One of the things we would do is go to Tim Horton's Donuts, which actually exist. Um, he also was a famous um, hockey player out in Scarborough, and we needed to have it in Wayne's World outside of the basement. But because it was Chicago, it could be Stan Makita, who actually did a cameo appearance Working in the back of the donut shop. And he passed away in August 7th, 2018 in Chicago. Oh, that makes it a lot cooler to have I all know. that stuff so, in the like, movie. I'm kind of glad I looked it up because I didn't know Stan Makita. I didn't know yeah. why Al Bundy was so mad. But now you know. Like, he really just wants to fuck shit up in his life. <laughs> Hockey style. Yeah. Like, ah, that makes... It makes you have a whole different love yeah. for the movie, I think. Yeah. It makes me... Maybe not Crystal. But he but. for real had murderous tendencies. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's her dream man. Yeah. They stop and talk to the hobo from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But he's in a nice pawpaw jacket and sipping coffee. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about how he's got an amusement park. And I'm like, well, that is interesting. Comes back again later. The drunk guy is ready to hurl. I call him the drunk guy. What was it? Phil? Phil. Phil whatever he was on. Now we see. I don't believe that they say their names for the movie, do they? Yeah, no, he was for real. Like, we gotta go 
find Phil. There's like a couple of them that their names aren't actually said. Like the yeah. camera guys. Yeah, like none of the crew guys. I yeah. think Terry's the only one I heard his yeah. name said. But I do know they had said, like, we're going look for Phil. Because later on, when they're in the... um Getting the car inspected or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Phil. It's actually Phil with his name tag. Oh. Like, I, he looks normal during daytime hours. So and the rest of the time, he's fucked. Drunk lit. after hours or whatever he's doing. <laughs> I'm just going to say he's lit on what? I don't know. <laughs> now we see at the donut shop, the beautiful blonde girl. I wrote down that I really love her lipstick. It's such a great red. She is truly just known as... The blonde girl? Garth's dream woman. dream woman. Girl. Mm. Dream woman. He goes to sit down and he falls on the floor and it made me laugh. So that dream woman is Dan Aykroyd's wife. I I read that. I was like, what? She's very pretty. She was also in uh, the Twilight Zone. They had him an episode. They kind of make a little reference to it whenever Dana Carvey gets under the table and starts talking about the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. They said maybe that's why. Here we meet Stacy for the first time. That is Laura Flynn Boyle. Uh, oh no! Go ahead. I was going to tell you about the that Dreamweaver song. Oh yeah, is that when they play Dreamweaver? Or that, yeah, that like that every time, every time she pops every, up. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the for Dream Cassandra. Oh no, 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 that is for Cassandra. I'm thinking of the Foxy oh, Lady. Oh, Foxy song. Lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, Cassandra is Dreamweaver. It's okay. Yeah. I only know because I watched it very yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> Same. So here we meet Stacy for the first time. Uh, that is Laura Flynn, Laura Flynn Boyle. And they call her a psycho hose beast. <laughs> she, I had to write it down from. to make sure I didn't. Like, I was like, what the hell does that even mean? What is a hose beast? I don't know. I'm sure it has something to do with his penis. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> she gives Wayne a present for their anniversary, but they're broken up. And it turns out to be a gun rack. She's got on a nice little gold Wayne necklace. It says his name on it. Mm-hmm. And to me, like I said in the movie, I didn't think she seemed that bad. Maybe just kind of needy. Yeah. Oh, he was like, are you mental? <laughs> <laughs> so the scene where he get, where she gives him that gun rack is based on some truth. Mike Myers dated a girl who broke up with him due to his preoccupation with his comedy. And a week later, after some thought, she tried to reconcile by buying him a gun rack. <laughs> to her, this was an absurd joke that she hoped he would appreciate. He did not. Yeah, no. Even in this one, he's like, I don't even own a gun. (laughs) (laughs) They remained apart. And when the movie was released and she watched the movie with her new boyfriend, she was mortified not only to see that the gun rack antidote was in it, (laughs) but that she was referred to as a psycho host beast. (laughs) (laughs) Just to know you made that kind of impact on someone's life. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be so horrified. (laughs) Sometime later, he called her up attempting to apologize for using that very detracting version of her in the movie. Well, who really knows who she is? Somebody named Stacy. Maybe. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, the first time I heard of her, she was in uh, Men in Black 2, I think. And I remember people would like hate her. They talked about... I think because she was like so skinny or something. Hmm. Can't remember what she was in, but I've definitely heard her name a bunch. People Twin Peaks. Mind their business. Yes, <laughs> I was like, that's what Crystal knows her from. Got it. And she was also in Poltergeist Three. Is that the one where they go into the puddle? No, that's oh. the first one. I don't know. The first one they go in the puddle. They I thought that was the one at the mall. They go into the puddle. Poltergeist. The first one is whenever 
they go in the house. Yeah, yeah, they go in the house, and then at the end, it's with a pool where all the skeletons come up. But I think in one, I, I remember thinking it was cool. Like, there's a puddle outside, and they go inside it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember so that? Shit, well, the stuff was coming out from, like, the, the ceiling, right? So yeah. they would throw something in the puddle. It would come out into the living room from the ceiling. Oh, maybe that's what I'm remembering. I saw a video where that happens in real life in someone's apartment. Yes, I'm sure that happens in real life. <laughs> Knives just fall from the ceiling. Well, sure, that's a thing. <laughs> in real Can life. Can you imagine? <laughs> Don't believe everything you feel on TikTok. I have a feeling talk. that like, I will not be laughing at all for this whole fucking episode. You two are just cracking up. I'm having the best time of my life today. That's Wait, good. this is that's you're going to love this. Most importantly, the movie that she was in, she was in Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. <laughs> of course she, she was. She was the witch. Lord, <laughs> they love her so much they made her a witch. I don't know. to make uh, a whole fucking post about my just deadpan face this whole time. It's so uh, weird I how. I thought it was cool how it connected. So many of our things connect. Like even what people I love. from our previous movie or in this movie and like it's just all connected connected that's my favorite part hollywood so garth is sucking jelly out of his jelly donut with a straw that's that funny. part <laughs> no, that's what you fucking laughed at <laughs> well, i did it's funny. that'd be some crystal shit for real <laughs> so one of the waitresses was played by mike myers real wife from 93 to 2006 was it the brunette hey yeah okay Cool. He was in So I Married an Axe Murder, which yes. is actually one that I actually liked actually. By, by him. Actually. actually. Was his wife uh, in So I Married an Axe Murder? I thought that mm. she was. You'll have to look that I up. see a redheaded lady. Uh, no, that blonde lady. Maybe she changed her hair. It's not his wife, though. I don't think the one that's, that mm. I'm thinking of. She's I'll pretty. Figure it out. I'll figure it you out. look it up. I got some good facts coming up. She's a pretty lady. They head over to Gasworks where they meet Tiny the Bouncer, played by Meatloaf. Yes. And it seems like everybody really likes Wayne and Garth. Meatloaf tells them all the band's playing and tells them to party on. Meatloaf was in Fight Club as Bob, the Salton Sea Spice World. Crystal had to call him out to me. I mean, I he looked familiar to me. Yeah. But she was like, hello, Meatloaf. <laughs> and I was like, what? I did. Hello, Meatloaf. He's so recognizable to me. Yeah. Um, he, According to DallasNews.com, his name Meatloaf came because his father gave him that name as soon as he returned from the hospital. That's fucked up. He was a big kid from the day he was born, and his dad saw him wrapped up in a blanket and said he looked like a Meatloaf. Oh, well, now that's kind of <laughs> cute. Now that, I thought you were just like, he's just a... A loaf meatloaf. Of meat. Yeah. Oh, that sounds mean. <laughs> I don't like meatloaf. So maybe that's why. <gasps> I love meatloaf. What is it, wrong? It's like I meat and it's, ketchup and Worcestershire sauce. It's the Worcestershire? texture. It's the texture of the meat. Like if it's done too mushy or what, I don't like it. Oh, I like get my out meat of here. Crispy. I do. Like Give me crispy the crispy meat. edges. <laughs> oh, it's not her. His wife is Kelly Tisdale. Mm-hmm. Now that or doesn't then? sound right. That's. From I think that must uh, be the new Robin one. Robin Ruzan was 1993 mm, to yeah. 2006. That's her. The Tisdale. Is that Ashley Tisdale? No, it's Kelly. Is she related? <laughs> is that her sister? Big <laughs> sister? That's the one I've heard of. Is that her mom? Shut you. <laughs> my hands are so busy with all my notes. <laughs> so what's Meatloaf's big song <laughs> that you think of? I would do anything for love. Do you know what it is? But I won't do that. Do you know what that is? No. 
So I had to Google it because I was like, oh, my God, it's a perfect time. It's going to be on Google. So basically, he says all these things that happening. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I would do anything, but I wouldn't do that. So it's whatever he said before that mm-hmm. is what he wouldn't do. So here's the list of what he would not do. Okay. I'm so excited. Lie to you. Forget you. the way you feel right now. Uh-uh. Forgive myself if we don't go all the way tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> do it better than I do it with you. Uh, Stop dreaming of you every night of my life. He won't do that. Nope. That's creepy. See that it's time to move on. He won't do that. Okay. Be screwing around. He's, you're going to be stuck with him forever. <laughs> He's Stacy. I got you. <laughs> He'd do anything for love. But he won't unclog the Spice Girls toilet. Oh, that's he was wonderful. on Spice World. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, he's saying he that? was like, I missed that verse. He was like their driver and said, "I'd do anything for love, but I, I got won't you. Do that. He wouldn't unclog the toilet. Okay, that's what I got. Well, I don't Aren't have clogged toilets, but for that meatloaf deep dive, I don't need that. Back to the movie. <laughs> Did you like that? No, my back tangent. I'm so glad you broke it all down for me because I never paid that much attention. I just know the. I just know. I wanted to know what he wouldn't do. Yeah, Cassandra is on stage singing but stuff. That's that's what everybody <laughs> thinks it is. She's singing. Let me stand next to your fire. She is Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera. She does all her vocals. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> You're such a dick. I didn't mean it to sound like that. So I actually have some a fun little fact about. So Cassandra, that is Tia Carrera. She's about to be in a live action Lilo and Stitch. Wow. She's actually um, has some music awards. Tell us. She won more Grammy awards than Alice Cooper and Queen combined. What? Winning the best Hawaiian music album in 2009 and 2011. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know. No. I, I recognized her from not what I wrote down. Yeah, but so when you wrote Lilo and Stitch, it's like, I get it. Yeah. She's going to sing on there? Because she's got that, yeah, Hawaiian mm. music happening. That's awesome. But I was like, how do you do a live action Lilo and Stitch? I guess he'll just be a green screen. I wish they'd do like Muppets and Puppets again. Well, maybe it's kind of like, you remember when you said the ice shows? Maybe it's kind of like that. Oh. Hmm. Maybe. So maybe a live action show and not like a live action movie. Yep. Oh, okay. Garth faces off with a huge guy trying to get by and he throws Garth to the floor at the he bar. He was so polite. He was like, can can I get by, please? That's why I liked him. That's like, why I marry him. He even said, please. Yeah. So he goes outside and gets a utility belt that looks like he's got some kind of cattle prod with some D batteries <laughs> oh, hooked up to it. <laughs> I was like, look at him and his little utility belt. It reminded me of the little guy from uh, Goonies. Oh, yeah, Data. Yeah. So Wayne sees Cassandra, and here's Dreamweaver playing. Oh, he does his swing thing. I thought that that was out of the whole movie. He swings to Cassandra. I'm not into that. I was like, (laughs) if a guy did that, that I knew, I would be so creeped out. Disgusting. Yeah. So the song Dreamweaver from 1975 was re-recorded by Gary Wright and renamed Dreamweaver being one word for the movie. Oh. So it was totally redone just for, yeah, prior to that, it was two words. But his re-recording is one word. So when you were a Dreamweaver, you were a person who was a Dreamweaver? And then you were a dream weaver. Maybe you're just in our dreams (laughs) all the time. (laughs) 
weaving dreams. <laughs> you want me to cut that out, Crystal? No, leave it, please. <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking of Stephen King's dream catcher. That, pen that was fucked up. That's no dream weaver. It's pretty good. You love How'd it. I get two of them. I don't know. You stole crystals. That's not a sharpie one. That one's not. You is it? Fucking <gasps> they're the monster. exact same. I don't know how I got two. Oh well. So I've enjoy. got some some Mike Myers facts. <laughs> okay, mine? you have a handful. No, according she has your black one. You have two. You We're not shit. No, you have two. You asshole. Okay. According to <laughs> you, don't want to miss this fact. Wait, okay. now I have two again. I'm yeah, no, no. I want to know them listening. all. We have all the pens. According to GamerRant.com, why does Michael Myers hate Lori? His. <laughs> <laughs> His bloodthirsty obsession with her no longer stems from a familial connection. I'm sorry. It's simply (laughs) a continuation of him seeing her as the right victim and then becoming consumed by his own inability to kill her. What the fuck are we even talking about right now? (laughs) That's the game. Michael Myers. Okay. I got you. Michael Myers. Yes. Michael Myers. The other Michael Myers. That's what I found when I go to Laurie Strode. Yeah. That's why I was confused for a minute. I told you there's some shocking facts. Yes. So a fight <laughs> breaks out and Tia, Tia Carrera, Cassandra, kicks some ass. Man, she's like kung fu fighting. Yeah, she was. All because she's Hawaiian, some guy by the way, not drink- Cantonese. I know. I was so confused. Um, she, he like spilled her drink on her and then she just like kicked his ass. Mm-hmm. How dare you? That's right. She was wearing all white. We know what that's like. I You're don't never do going to get those stains out. Exactly. <laughs> that's why you don't. I don't know what that's like. Oh, well. Hmm, wear all white. I'm not dumb. I spill something every time I put on a white shirt. Within yeah. 10 minutes, there's something on it. Yeah. Mm. I have a pair of white shoes that I just had to have, but they've done good. I wash them. I have a pair of white shoes as well. I wash them with Dawn Power Wash. <laughs> Highly recommend. I tried that. It did not work. Oh, you didn't do it right. Don't down Dawn Power Wash. I'm not downing Don't you it. dare. I like Dawn Power Wash. I'm hoping they'll send me some. So she meets Wayne and knows exactly who he is because of his cable TV show, you know. She introduces herself as Cassandra and she invites him to her loft. Garth says she makes me feel kind of funny, like when we'd climb the gym rope in class. This loft was actually the same loft that Leonardo DiCaprio... Uh, used for Paris in uh, his Paris workshop in Inception. Oh, that's cool. I like that movie. Yeah. Oh, it is great. I got another Mike Myers fact. Did you know that he is six foot seven? Is that he is pretty really? hard to tell. Right? He's not six <laughs> foot seven. Michael Myers <laughs> is who she's talking about. I, was, I thought it was really hard to tell in the movie that he was that tall. They hit it well. They come upon a car, and they get this older, fancy gentleman to roll his windows down. They ask if he has any Grey Poupon. He is not amused. <laughs> At all. <laughs> he looks just like the old guy from the commercial. Maybe it was him. Maybe. It's not. But he looks... Them like and their product placement. Placing throughout I do remember movie. those commercials. There's not a product yes. placement. Grey Poupon. That's Before not a product placement. Oh, you said He's it. just saying it. Use the guy from the commercial. That's not the guy from the commercial. He just looks like him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so gray poupon is a dijon mustard made from grade it. one mustard seeds in france is it that good it i do really not good. like dijon it's mustard. like it's spicy, mustard. spicy yeah but it's supposed to be better yeah I because 
most of those mustards have horseradish in them, and I cannot stand horseradish. Oh, so maybe that one that makes it a little spicy. But I, I, like, I would love it's spicy really mustard good if it didn't have horseradish in it because I love mustard. Did you know that wasabi is not really wasabi? It's horseradish. I don't like wasabi. I don't like wasabi. When you get it? Maybe that's why. It's too much wasabi. Rob Lowe and Vanderhoff are watching a clip of the Suck Cut. Vanderhoff says, "This is stupid. I'm going to stick with commercials of the Love Boat." The other three guys try to convince him. Kids will like his show. I think I meant to say two guys because it's Rob Lowe and the other guy. Russell. Russell. Thank you. That's his name. He has a new game. (laughs) That's who I thought the whole time. That's That's what Crystal kept saying. Zachariah. That's right. (laughs) From Supernatural. I'm on season six right now. Oh, I never finished it. Did you watch the whole show? I'm starting over. Mm, It's good. I love it. My favorite episode is when Dean gets that thing when he's like scared of everything. (laughs) (laughs) It really is the best one. I could watch that over and over. So he has a new game coming out called Xantar, I believe. Vanderhoff's game. The best thing about it is you can't get to the next level. Like no one can win. That's right. So you just keep getting quartered from these poor little kids. That's why you quit. Like, when I had games like that on PlayStation or whatever, I wouldn't play it. Like, if you can't beat it, what's the point? I could not play a game over and over. Like, whenever Justin could do that. And he watches people play video games, and they just do it over and over, like, a hundred times till they get it. I quit after, like, two. (laughs) So, they go on and on to Vanderhoff about how... He needs to agree to get this Wayne's World TV show to advertise so he can go on there weekly and push Noah's Arcade. And eventually, Rob Lowe convinces him that it's his idea to buy the show. Yeah, he's very tricky. Yeah. That is Brian Doyle Murray. He is Bill Murray's brother. Wow. Yeah. He has a really um, distinctive voice in the new in all the Spongebob movies. He plays the Flying Dutchman. Oh, yeah. Mr. Who Vanderhoff. is that? Oh, Mr. Yeah. Vanderhoff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he like plays he a, yeah. a boss on a lot of shows, like mm-hmm. on a Christmas vacation. Yes, dear. The middle. He does have that voice like he just smokes and drinks whiskey. Yeah. Very recognizable. Wayne is trying to learn Cantonese. Together, they pay the bill to get the car inspected. We talked Bye, about that earlier. Phil. <laughs> By Phil, whatever he's on. Garth starts playing with some kind of, is that like called a pneumatic wrench? You would know before I would. I'm not sure. I don't know what those are. He just fucks some shit It's a wrench hooked up to some stuff. Yeah. It kind of seems, well, it sounds like it's one of the lug nut removers. Yeah, I can't think of what it's called. That's what it sounds like. It's like, yeah, that thing. That's what it is. That's better than the name. Well, it's like when they put it on with an air compressor type thing. Yeah. So he does that against the car, and they ruin mm-hmm. it, and he says that we got to go. Yeah, really quick. <laughs> they had a teaser trailer for the movie that came out before the Adams Family, and they sing the Adams Family song. Oh, that's cool. As Wayne and Garth. Just the kinda, two of them? Yeah. Oh. Kind of fun to remember. Yeah. In the next scene, Rob Lowe, what was his name in the movie? Benjamin. Ben. Benjamin pulls up in his 1966 Pontiac GTO convertible. Mm -hmm. They got some on eBay for 60 to 80 grand. Jesus. That is Rob Lowe. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally. He was on Parks and Recreation, which I loved. St. Elmo's Fire. The Outsiders. He was so pretty in that. 
Contact, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and Gold Member. And but he just was in. call it a power drill. Mm, I thought it was called a nomadic drill or something. I'm, I'm probably that's wrong. That's just what it said it's on YouTube. I'm sure it's not scientific fact. Justin will know. Yeah. That he was in Stir of Echoes 2. I'm like, why would they even make that? The first one was so I good. I think I may yeah. have. Mm, I don't think I've seen the second one. I've never Is seen that it. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Kevin Bacon was in the first one. I okay. don't know if he was in the second one. I can't remember if I saw it. Must have not been good. Yeah. He was in Super Troopers <clears throat> 2 also. Yeah, he was. And he was in his sex tape in 1988. Anybody heard about that controversy? No. Whose sex tape? Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Hi. He, he had a roundabout, whatever, with a 16-year-old and a 23-year-old. <laughs> he had a roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> it got 9 out of 10 stars on IMDb for six reviews. He was actually 28 in this movie and younger than the two. Um, oh, isn't that funny? Older ones. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Uh, that sex tape that he had, it was after St. Elmo's Fire, but before Wayne's World. And I'm like, imagine being one of those women, meeting him in a bar and going home with him. Yeah, I know. He was already famous. Yeah. And this movie kind of helped revive his career in untapped comedy after that scandal. All right. He and Zachariah are going somewhere <laughs> i guess like a tv station and zachariah says you think it's wise to sell a tv show that we don't own it says that uh, wayne's world was mostly filmed in and around los angeles california despite being set in aurora illinois illinois <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that i read the way things illinois. look <laughs> The decision to film in Los Angeles was mainly due to budget constraints, and it was more cost-effective than filming on location in Illinois. Some scenes were shot in Pasadena, California, which served as a stand-in for the fictional town of Aurora. Right? Yeah. Wayne's house was actually um, on Texhoma Avenue in San Fernando Valley, and Cassandra's loft is in the California Walnut Growers Building in downtown L.A. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wayne and Garth are discussing... Wayne and Garth are discussing Claudia Schiffer. Showing! I still think it's so (laughs) weird when they do that. All I put in my notes is they showing Claudia Schiffer. I wrote it too. (laughs) They're doing the swing, is what I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> so Dana Carvey, of course, was the church lady. He recently played Garth again on a Uber Eats commercial. Him and um, Mike Myers and Cardi B were on it. Wow. It's, it's just a local access cable show encouraging you to support local restaurants with a little help from their local friend, Cardi B. Hmm. It's like a one-minute video from 2021, but I did not have time to watch it. Did you read that um, Wayne Campbell wasn't even supposed to have a sidekick? Yeah, I did see a little bit about that. Tell us. They said that Dana Carvey was a bigger star than Myers. So the SNL producers pushed Myers to give Wayne a comic foil. And the character of Garth Algar was born. I thought that was kind of neat. Could you imagine this movie without Garth? No. That was what I saw was like, and he ad-libbed a lot of stuff. Like Mike Myers would try to cut a lot of it out. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that the Dana Carvey stuff was really good. Yeah, they did say they were always trying to uh, one-up each other. Yeah. And then they talk about strokeability, about Claudia Schiffer, and Garth says, I'm tired of holding this. I thought that 
they had some pretty nice camera equipment for him not really having like a good job. Their parents bought that probably. Mm, Maybe those nice guys came with their own equipment. Oh, the camera Maybe that's guys. Maybe in the big, big truck thing outside oh, that the ice cream sense. truck. They bring all the cameras. That would know. make a lot of sense. I mean, good parents would invest in their child. I say child. Their, their, their child. Fully grown adults. They're like, please let this show take off so you can move out. <laughs> Do we ever get to see his parents? No. Mm-mm, they're no. never in it. That's crazy. So they're meeting with Rob Lowe at the Pineapple Restaurant, and he tells them that Vanderhoff asked about Wayne's World, and he just kind of makes up stuff about how he's a huge fan and has all their shows taped, and Vanderhoff wants to sponsor their show. But he knows that they don't care about money, so he offers them five grand each and cashier's checks and shows them a contract. Clearly, they don't really read it. Garth gets the camera to go under the table and breaks the fourth wall, which they do multiple times in the movie. And here he discusses a Twilight Zone episode about tongues in a jar and that make baby tongues. And this is a made up Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, this is when Wayne, when he offers him the money and Wayne says, excuse me? Yeah. Baking powder? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. The sex Oh, oh, you did, did. You the Rob Lowe sex tape? Oh, no, no. If that's the one I saw, that one's a parody. Oh, okay. It's really funny. You should watch it. Not right now, though. <laughs> but I read that Garth really hurt his mouth making that face. If you try to make it even for like a couple seconds. Yeah, he said that um, the overbite or whatever gave him intense Underbite. jaw pain. And he had to put he had sacks to, of ice yes, on his face. On his face. I thought you were trying to say saxophones, <laughs> and it came out wrong. Under the it's right temperature, it could advice. work the same. Did you say sex advice? Sex advice. Neither you. one of us can hear what you're saying. Sex of ice. Yes, sex of ice. Bags of ice. Yes, he ah, would put bags. bags of ice on his face because his jaws hurt. If you try to make that face for even a second, like your mouth hurts. I could only imagine. Like he was like after every set, it was. Keep intense trying. pain hmm. you, you were about to try you could do better than it i'll, I'll try in a little bit because you do the fireman uh, an overbite not an underbite he has an overbite That's he has what an it is. underbite okay you can look at your notes all he you has want an, it's an underbite are you showing us each one it looks like the fireman bill one <laughs> fire marshal bill yes. i fucking love him <laughs> So Rob Lowe, they sign the contract and they're back at the gas works and Cassandra is singing again and we see Stacy again. Rob Lowe hits on Cassandra and tells her that he wants to book her musical act and she doesn't seem real into him. Wayne is going to the stage and Stacy tries to talk to him again, but he ignores her. He asks Cassandra to go talk. Garth is it's in been 84 a- years. That's <laughs> it. Cassandra agrees, and then Garth is in a long line for the bathroom when he knocks on the door asking what's going on in there. The guy inside, only known as Man One, says just a minute, and Garth lets him know we'd like to get in there in this century. Please, I hear someone. Oh, yes, he does always say please. I hear someone in line say they've been waiting for an hour. Never in my fucking life. No, I would, I would go pop a squat. on the side of the building or yeah. in someone's, especially if I had a penis vehicle doorway. Yeah, or why are all the boys waiting for the bathroom? That's I a good point. Maybe they got to poop. 
I'm really not waiting for an hour then. <laughs> Absolutely, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can, I guess. Psycho Stacy ends up approaching Garth looking for Wayne and goes right into how she thinks he's going through a phase right now and wants to know if Garth knows what it is. He replies that you are mental and that she needs to get over it and go out with someone else. She says, okay, great, and immediately grabs some random guy standing in line at the bathroom and walks off with him. Cassandra is talking to Wayne about Benjamin, asking him about Ben, tells her he's only one of the most important producers in television and that he's way above his time and out of Chicago. Wayne thinks she could really make it, and Cassandra responds with, yeah, if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump its ass every time it hopped. I wonder if that's the first time that's been used. I don't know. Wayne ponders this and says, interesting. Where did you learn English? <laughs> Cassandra says, college and the police academy movies. Then Wayne, very seriously, which I th- imagine that's where she gets her humor um, or her ability to wa- laugh at Wayne's ridiculousness. Oh, that's why she can like him. Police Academy. Police Academy movies. She likes ridiculousness. (laughs) Wayne very seriously looks at Cassandra and tells her there's something he wants to say to her. Then he starts babbling in Cantonese. She is shocked and says, Campbell, that's amazing. You learned how to say you look pretty in Cantonese. So I read he wasn't really speaking Cantonese. He was just (laughs) like she had no idea. Yeah. Um, Okay. So they start speaking back and forth and... With her telling him he is handsome and his accent is good. He's not handsome. No. No. Stacy shows up on the roof with her new guy trying to make Wayne jealous. Still in Cantonese, Cassandra says she has nice legs, zero self-esteem. Wayne says he feels partly responsible for her self-nullifying behavior. Stacy's now giggling, trying to get this guy to dance with her, still looking at Wayne and Cassandra tells Wayne that he's allowing himself to be victimized and perhaps he hasn't been effectively assertive. It's a pretty deep conversation. Right? Only in Cantonese can <laughs> he have this conversation. And then part of it, they weren't even talking to each other. I guess they no, were no, just no. thinking That's, it. Yeah, it's like still in Cantonese, Wayne responds, I've made a confident declaration in defense of my rights, but at this point, the subtitles carry on. A very intelligent conversation while Wayne and Cassandra are actually just sitting in silence. Ending in Wayne saying, besides, she's a psycho hose beast. Cassandra starts laughing, says as much, and Wayne asks if he can call her. She says, anytime, and Wayne says, excellent, Excellent. in Cantonese, and holds his thumb up with his cheesy-ass grin. Stacy's watching all of this go down. Ends up falling through a glass wall slash window with her new bow onto a couch right next to Phil, who looks royally fucked up at this point. I thought he was going to throw up on her. For real. Stacy sits up next to Phil saying oops and giggles. And we see her new guy just walk away and pet her on the head. <laughs> Wayne and Garth are laying on top of Garth's car now while Garth is whistling out an impressive number. And then stops and says, sometimes I'd like to boldly go where no man's gone before, but I'll probably stay in Aurora. He wants to know what Wayne is thinking about, and Wayne blurts out Cassandra. She's a fox. In France, she would be called La Renard, 
which means fox or vixen. Hmm. And she would be hunted with only her cunning to protect her. And Garth simply states, she's a babe. Did y'all read where this entire um, stuff was just done? This was like the like last ad lib. Yeah, okay. it was like the last thing they recorded and everybody was just ready to be done. So they just ad libbed forever waiting for these planes to pass over. Um, and so like they just had to go with whatever bullshit they came up with. Is this when they were talking about Bugs Bunny or is yeah. that the other one? Yeah. So Wayne says she's a robo babe in Latin. She would be called Babia Mahora, which is a pun for a major babe. Garth jumps in, saying if she were a president, she'd be Abraham ba- <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> now, when I was looking up what Babia Mahora meant, I came up with the definition of Labia Mahora. Oh, <laughs> which the same? It is the two prominent longitudinal skin folds that extend downward and backwards from the mons pubis to the perineum. It's basically your vag lips. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I had no idea. I was looking at the definition for this and that one kept coming up <laughs> and I was like, mm, that's not what I want. <laughs> how, how closely are they related? Oh, but I had to add it. Okay. Then unwarranted, he asked, did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? Wayne chuckles and says, no, they're both laughing out loud at this part. And Garth then says, neither did I. I was just asking. So I saw that that was Mike Myers real laugh. Like they had to edit Mm -hmm. it in because his fake one wasn't that good. It looked like a very fake laugh to me. (laughs) If that was his real one. Okay. Uh, Just then Wayne gets really excited and exclaims, okay, okay, keep looking up an airplane landing just above them and we notice they're parked right next to the landing strip at the airport that little plane was a four-foot model yeah the one that that. i was like oh it does look like a model that's yeah (laughs) russell is now giving instructions to wayne and garth explaining the hand cues and all when wayne replies excuse me but it was i who requested the hand jobs (laughs) and russell is annoyed He's still explaining the countdown (laughs) (laughs) with the crew. And this is when he's counting down from five, but like three, two, one, silent. Two and one. Oh, I love that. It was really hard to do. Okay. Um, Garth's more concerned about how he's looking at Wayne's basement, but it's not Wayne's basement. Ben calls Russell in the control room. He tells uh, him that he just finished with Vanderhoff and that he wants to view a rehearsal to make sure they aren't wasting their money. And Russell tells him it's not a good idea. As we see Garth and Wayne messing with everything like kids in a store. I did like that part. As Russell's on the phone and Ben says, great, and hangs up. Meanwhile, Garth is acting like he's air control, helping land a plane. And Russell's having to pull things out of their hands like a mom in the grocery store is what I put with all her baby's kids. <laughs> um, and sends them down to the set. Ben, still with the Vanderhoff, said Russell's very excited to have you go down to the studio. This man's just blowing shit out of his ass. Oh, yeah. He's point. really good at making up yes. lies. He's like should have been a lawyer, but he's really good at selling. I wish I could talk like that whenever I dislike someone. <laughs> Mrs. Vanderhoff excitedly says, oh, the studio, that's where the magic happens. Ben inquires, oh, you've worked in television? And Mimi replies, no, but I watched a lot of it. 
And Ben says, of course you do. You're creative. <laughs> he's such a good liar. Uh, Mr. Vanderhoff says he's the one or she's the one who came up with Noah's Arcade. Like that took a lot of work. It did. Because his first name's Noah. <laughs> <laughs> she giggles and says, yeah, I just. Yeah, but it's Ark. Noah's Ark. Yeah. Arcade. She says, I it's just Noah's Arcade. opened my mouth and out it came. Ben can only respond with, you're a very lucky man, Mr. Vanderhoff. <laughs> Back in the studio, Russell's asking for a blue screen. Wayne and Garth are silently counting down with Terry when Russell tells them to not count along. We see your mouth moving and they are trying to deny it by shaking their heads. Not very well. They go at it again in front of a blue screen. Terry starts counting them down, and this time Russell gets on them for nodding along with the count. After one more countdown, they start their party on intro where they start talking about a new feature. This week on the show that will allow them to travel through time and space. It's called the Chroma Key. It's at this time the Vanderhoffs are entering the control room with Ben. Was that before that where they played like the new Wayne's World music? I don't know. I never really heard like new music. I think but they I had like a It's on my part. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Um, now I don't know where they're at. Okay. We're partying on. Uh, chroma key. It's at this time the Vanderhoffs are entering the control room with Ben. The blue screen changes to show them in New York and then Hawaii. Wayne starts singing, Mukalaka Hickey, come on, you want to lay, <laughs> you want to lay me, that's how it ends. Pass the poi, mahalo, as Garth dances. Now in Texas, Garth says, howdy partners, let's raise and rope. Broncos as they pretend to ride horses. Vanderhoff doesn't seem to get it, but ask, I guess the kids like this, and Ben starts shuffling them down to the studio. Wayne is now talking about being whisked away to the magical world of Delaware. Then awkwardly, hi, I'm in Delaware. And yeah, Garth there's no impression for Delaware. <laughs> looks around like, what are we supposed to do in Delaware? I couldn't think. I don't know anything about no, Delaware. No, I don't even know how that popped up. Ben is now introducing the Vanderhoffs to Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar. Ben asks Garth how he likes being in a real studio, and he replies, it's like a new pair of underwear, you know? No one knows. He goes on <laughs> to say, at first it's constrictive, but after a while it becomes a part of you. I, I found that to be a good analogy. I haven't had that happen. <laughs> Mine fit good from the start. When they become a part of you, are they growing? I, <laughs> I know that if they don't they fit, fit me. they good. <laughs> I know that if they don't fit me right, I throw them away when I get home. Yeah. And never wear them again. Yeah. I have those, but then I, like, have a really hard time throwing things away. So they just sit in my drawer forever, and I avoid them. At least you don't accidentally wear them again. I do sometimes. sometimes. Can't handle it. Or I it. go to put it on, and then I'm like, no, I don't like these. But I'll put them back in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing money away. You can't throw it away. <laughs> Okay, Garth smiles very big, but no one else is smiling, and he quickly says, I gotta go. Wayne can only nod and say, okay. Ben goes to take over the camera while Vanderhoff is telling Wayne how he used to be in meatpacking, lips and hooves. 
Then one day he had a four year old, a four hour layover in Tulsa. That would have been awkward. Mm -hmm. The kids were in the airport pumping money into a machine called Pong. After watching them dump about 50 bucks, he said to himself, hell, I'm in the wrong business. Fifteen years later, I'm a millionaire. Mimi has her head inside a camera commenting at how huge it is. And Terry says, thanks. Do I frighten you? As she takes a step back, then asks, do you want me to? And I'm lost. Yeah, I wasn't sure where some of this Terry stuff <laughs> yeah, was going. Because they had the stuff at the end, what's too. What's going on, Terry? Was he just a very horny? I don't know. Because <laughs> they had him at the end with um, Russell. Russell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's when Russell was like, it's okay to love a man or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so you talked about this a little with the Garth um, being the way that Mike Myers kept uh, changing the script. Yes. And it said that Garth was barely in the original script. And basically, Mike Myers told him his main thing was to worship Wayne. Oh, Jesus. And anytime Dana Carvey would add more to his character in the script, he would find out that Mike Myers would take his ideas out. Oh. <laughs> and it caused such a a big thing for him that he quit the movie just weeks before shooting and they had to convince him to come back. And he would only return under two conditions. He wanted free reign to ad lib and he wanted to contribute to the development of his character. Well, and, yeah. Which I, I liked his yeah. character better. Yeah. The Garth one. He did really good. I thought so. And he had a lot to add, like he played his own drums and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin's telling Noah Vanderhoff that he loves him on that couch, that grungy-ass looking couch, and informs Wayne that Noah does all of his commercials. Noah gets excited and says he has a new one where he raps. Combust a move where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's Noah's Arcade. And he asks Wayne what he thinks of it. And Wayne responds with, as Sphincter says, what? I fucking love that part. <laughs> <laughs> Noah looks confused and says, what? So Wayne repeats himself a little slower um, and asks again, as Sphincter says, what? And Noah asks again, what? I wonder if you could really get away with that. Exactly, is all Wayne says. I remember saying that shit a lot when I was a kid because I was like 12 when this movie came out. So I was just a dumb kid. So it, it was funny. It made me laugh. Crystal, what do you think about a sphincter says what? I'm not going to say what. <laughs> but you did. I want to know what you think about it. No. You did say it's what, not though. for you. Ben immediately tries to whisk Vanderhoff away by saying, oh, we have a lunch. That's what I think of it. Everyone is saying their goodbyes when Terry exclaims, and may I say, your wife's a babe. And everyone stops dead until Noah says, well, thank you. Garth is now waking up for the day in his poster-clad room. It looks like a kid's room with strange eclectic items like Popeye's head coming out of a small toilet. I did see that toy. And his dog comes in sporting the same haircut he wears himself. The dog is barking, and Garth says, What is it, girl? Aliens have captured Wayne. The dog barks again, and he says, Oh, I misunderstood. Wayne's outside. He runs out to meet Wayne for street hockey. Game on! I really love how 
he has his glasses on the yeah. outside of his mask. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, well, how would he wear them? You, you would have get, to put them on the outside. smushed in the yeah. thing. It hurts. Yeah. So Wayne shoots. He scores. A car honks. They both scream, car, and shuffle their goal out of the street until it passes. And they shuffle back out into the street, screaming, game on. Garth asks Wayne. Gay mom is what I heard. <laughs> I don't think that's what they said. That too. Gay mom. <laughs> Garth asks Wayne if he ever gets the feeling Benjamin isn't one of us. Wayne says, good call. It's as if Benjamin wants us to be liked by everyone. I mean, Led Zeppelin didn't write tunes everyone liked. They left that to the Bee Gees. Another car honks. They scream car and move out of the street before returning, screaming game on. Stacy rolls by on her bike in a neck brace now. It's from falling she's, out of that window. I'm surprised that's all that's wrong with her. She's telling Wayne hi as she rolls by, not breaking eye contact before she comes to an abrupt stop, flying over a car parked out over the sidewalk, which I think that annoyed me more than anything, that the car was parked over the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> they needed a ticket. that's how she fucking hit it. Like, yeah. Had it not it been It was there, their fault. Poor Stacy. I think she's not a host beast. <laughs> I know. Garth asks, hey, are you all right? When Stacy says, oops, and pops up on the other side of the car, giggling. And the boys just go back to their game. Game on. In the studio, Ben comes upon Garth working on a robotic arm. Ben says, you know, Garth, you and I haven't really talked. Garth backs away, scared and defeated looking, saying, okay. Ben goes on to say he loves what he does on the show. When he looks at him, he just laughs and laughs. Garth is smiling at the accolades, and Ben then says he's thinking of giving Vanderhoff a weekly interview on the show and wants to know how he would feel about making a change. Garth says we fear change and then proceeds to annihilate his robotic arm with a hammer when it glitches. And they share an awkward look together. That part was funny to me. It was. So creepy. This is also when I'm like, this dude is being so sly. Yeah. So Wayne is now driving with Cassandra in the passenger seat. And he's telling her that she looks excellent today. <laughs> she says she's been so busy with her band. She's been going shit house, and thought she was getting meningitis. Wayne responds with, I thought I had mono once for an entire year. It turned out I was just really bored. <laughs> and I don't, I think that there's like a language barrier during this conversation because <laughs> I don't know what is happening. They start singing, Hey Mickey, when Wayne says he's going to play some tunes and now he's got a CD player in the car. He says he got it when they got the money. And Wayne takes Cassandra to see Excalibur. I was thinking that's that kind of CD player that you probably plug into your cigarette lighter. Oh, for sure. The really expensive yeah. kind. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even have like the, the deck thing in he there. He must have Velcroed it on there. Yeah. They can't find the store clerk. So Wayne starts playing the May I Help You riff on a guitar. Um, it is listed as a face melter solo. I had to look with that up. I mean, I had to look that up. Mm -hmm. um, it's an offensive, 
iron-heed guitar solo that melts the faces off nearby foes. Oh, man. Right? The clerk starts taking the guitar out, and Garth sneaks onto the drums, playing a drum solo. And some guy comes up and tells him he's amazing, and Garth modestly replies, Thanks, I like to play. And yes, Dana Carvey really can play the drums. It says he's really an accomplished musician and played all his own parts, including a part um, on SNL and the Dana Carvey show. So he really played that part. That's cool. Yeah. Wayne says today is the day he's going to buy Excalibur with cash. Cha-ching. So what was so special about that guitar, it was a 1964 Fender Stratocaster in classic white. The color is what made it so special because you had to order that color special instead of special. (laughs) Special. (laughs) So at this point in the back, there's like a no stairway to heaven sign. Like he starts playing the riff or whatever. Um, the studio would have had to have paid $100,000 to play more than two notes of Stairway to Heaven. Oh, wow. So the scene was altered to a generic riff for home release. That's how freaking expensive To save expensive them some money. Is. But they still spent, what, $20 million? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ben is asking Russell now if he talked to Wayne about Vanderhoff's weekly spot. Russell says yes, but he wasn't very receptive. Ben says, oh, really? Well, explain it to him that it's not a choice. It's in his contract. Russell says, oh, well, Wayne will understand that right away. Not. And that's when they both kind of look at each other. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Okay. Ben goes and tells Wayne they need to talk about Vanderhaw. He's a sponsor and you signed a contract guaranteeing him certain concessions One of them being a spot on the show. Wayne says, well, that's where I see I will not bow to any sponsor. Oh, he says, that's where I see things a little differently. Well, that sentence made no sense just now. That's okay. Okay. Contractor, no, I will not bow to any sponsor. As he holds up a pizza hut box and smiles with a slice of pizza. Then he holds up a bag of Doritos and says, The Beast doesn't include selling out. He refers to Garth, who was covered head to toe in Reebok gear, and adds, It's like people only do stuff to get paid. And that's just really sad. I feel like Doritos could sponsor me. I (laughs) I love all that MSG in their chips. Wayne says it's giving him a headache, and Garth jumps in with some Nuprin. Telling Wayne, here, take two of these, little yellow and different. That was a real of Nuprin. I Googled it. It was a real medicine. Yeah, Crystal Googled it as well. And it they, they really said that new, yellow, different. Ben then tells them, look, you can stay here in the big leagues and play ball, or you can go back to the farm club in Aurora. It's not it's even your a farm, choice. bro. <laughs> bro. Wayne holds up a Pepsi can and says, and it's the choice of a new generation and commercial sips and smiles. Back at the donut shop, Wayne is serenading Cassandra. Garth shows up and sees his dream woman and flies up against the wall. Garth asks Wayne what he would do if he wanted to hurl every time he sees a pretty girl and Wayne tells him to hurl. If you blow chunks and she comes back, she's yours. 
If you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. Garth says he isn't ready yet, and he's got to be comfortable with himself first. I understand you, Garth. That's right. (laughs) Cassandra asks, why don't you just go talk to her? And in his own head, Garth starts playing Foxy Lady on the jukebox and slowly dancing and swinging towards his dream woman. So I read that on this part, he was supposed to just sit down and look over at his crush as the camera zoomed in on him. Mm -hmm. But he completely improvised all the dancing and lip syncing. And she thought it was too funny. The director, Mm -hmm. too funny to not put in there. And Mike Myers was extremely upset. Oh, yeah. This (laughs) was where I read like they really kept trying to do each other. And when he jumped up, he's like, what if I did this? And (laughs) he starts doing a fucking dance. And they were like, he was so not sexy. It was funny. (laughs) That's what I loved about it. It was so cute. Yes. Okay, so um, he's doing all that, but like in real land, he's just smiling at her and still sitting at the table. Wayne's laying on top of Cassandra now, back at her place, in his black t-shirt, tucked into his tidy whities And he's asking her if she will still love him when he's an incredibly humongoid giant star. This is the only part in the whole movie where you can see him without his hat. Yeah. It's very important. (laughs) She says, yeah. He wants to know if she will still love him when he's in his hanging out with Ravi Shakar face. She says, yeah. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I was wondering. Was that English? That whole sentence? I don't know. English? Maybe. She will still love him when he's in his carbohydrate sequin jumpsuit, young girls in white cotton panties. Ew. No. That's when you don't love them anymore. That's when I was like, that's a little ick. Waking up in a pool of your own vomit, bloated, purple, dead on a toilet phase. Cassandra says, yeah. She didn't even (laughs) hesitate. He smiles and says, okay, party, bonus. Maybe she didn't learn what that all meant in Police Academy. (laughs) Cassandra then gets a phone call from Anthony, her drummer, and Wayne decides to get up and prance around her room in his underwear, pulled up his ass. Fair part, right, Crystal? Yeah, it was really great. (laughs) He's acting up around her room while she's trying to talk business with her drummer who can't get off work. And I think she tells him something like, you'll just be busting tables for the rest of your life or something. Yeah. Um, She says this guy, Benjamin, is putting up serious money for this thing. As Wayne is putting on her hot pink bra, he starts singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, in his best Marilyn Monroe impersonation, which that is one of the songs that did not make it to the movie soundtrack. Oh, singing the... (laughs) Yeah. That they could have put the real song? Yeah, they didn't put it. Like, um, their actual soundtrack for the movie, like, went straight to number one for a really long time. Oh. And I have notes on, like, the songs they actually included and didn't include. But, yeah, it, that one was not one of them. I wonder why. <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> was going to bring back it. that vision every <laughs> single time. <laughs> Okay, so Cassandra gets off the phone after telling her drummer to work it out and jokingly calls Wayne an asshole. He ends up jumping on her, making waka waka sounds, and the subtitles read gratuitous sex scene. Cassandra I Wayne. I could do without seeing it. Yeah. 
Cassandra, Wayne, and Garth show up at Ben's swanky place, and Cassandra's the only one dressed for the occasion. Wayne says, this is exactly the kind of place I'm going to get when I move out of my parents' place. Cassandra notices that Ben has a terrace, and Ben tells them to go on out while he grabs the Dom Perignon. Garth looks pretty scared of heights on this part. Yeah, they head outside. Garth grabs the wall, asking what floor is this. Wayne tells him it's the 23rd, and he just says, oh. Cassandra says she feels so free up there, and Ben comes out telling them it costs a lot to live this free. And I don't think it would. Like, I mean, maybe it was that's a pretty ugly apartment. Free, but you got to, like, make money to maintain that. That's not free. Yeah. Yeah. Garth motions the cameraman to follow him back inside, saying, if I had a girl like Cassandra, I wouldn't bring her here. This is a fully functional babe lair. Chicks are helpless against its power. Cassandra, out on the terrace, says, I don't believe I've ever had French champagne. Before Ben tells her, all champagne is French. It's named by the region. Otherwise, it's sparkling white wine in a pretentious way. And Wayne compares it to Star Trek, the next generation. In many ways, it's superior, but will never be as recognized as the original. Y'all watch Star Trek? Ben looks confused. No. I did. I like. There was a time in my life I was probably like ten to. Oh, I feel like I would love twelve, it. and I watched a lot of Star Trek. It was at my grandparents. Like we yeah. went there after school, and that's just what we watched. I don't know why. I think I would love it. Garth is still inside snooping when he finds Ben's how-to books on women and calls him smooth. He finds his daily reminder book and reads that Thursday says, "Purchase feeble public access show and exploit it." Then finishes with, "Whoa, I feel sorry for whoever that is." He's I, on these parts. I was like, <laughs> "All right, so this stuff is all in his living room." Yeah. But I would you have dug and done that and like read uh, that? No, maybe I'm not. Like, like I'm not that into somebody's like I no. can't even keep up with my own shit more or less. But it's like shit. it's in a common space but i feel like this is above yeah what i would do in yeah, someone's no, because living when room. they come back in the living room he's like coming from one of the back rooms like <laughs> you know so um, so wrong he is digging through drawers now and he finds a box of condoms ribbed for her pleasure and says ew <laughs> he walks in on ben telling wayne and cassandra that he thinks the show is going to be a huge hit all over the Chicagoland area. And then he gives Wayne and Garth tickets to Alice Cooper's concert tomorrow night in Min Milwaukee with backstage passes. And Ben tells them to take the day off and enjoy themselves. Wayne asks, well, what about Cassandra? Ben says, she and I have work to do. And he cheers them to success. Then asks, who wants Chinese takeout? Wayne says he'll have the cream of some young guy. <laughs> and Cassandra <laughs> nudges him, and Garth is trying to hold it together in the background. Ben starts speaking Cantonese when he orders. Cassandra's impressed, and Wayne looks at the camera and says, This guy's good. I wonder why he invited people over with no food. Oh, I'm just going to order Chinese. Well, maybe Guests it was just that like, I invited over. Hey, come, well, not everyone, like. We live in Louisiana where food is part of everything. So oh, it's just like no, last minute for them. If there's them. no food, I'm not coming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's here. That's or why I bring they're all my skinny, I guess. Yeah. So, um, Wayne and Garth are headed to Milwaukee now. 
Ben is at Cassandra's while she's practicing with her band. He says he's there to drop off a contract for her video. Cassandra thanks him for being so very generous. And Ben says it's been a pleasure. And then he thought when they were done that maybe they could spend the afternoon together. Garth now has a Twizzler dispenser inside on the top roof of his car. And he's utilizing it on this car trip. I thought he even had a cutter. Like how yeah, was it was that? so gross. Like, but that was your own length. That was really in the car. The yeah. one that I talked about that mm-hmm. was sold for $71,000. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the next scene, the guys are skipping like the opening credits on Laverne and Shirley. Riding their bike together, opening doors on each other, and riding the pallet lift in the factory. And even sending a glove down the conveyor belt atop a bottle. I feel like that'd Murph, be really dangerous. Huh? I really loved it. I had to look up the show because I was like, I know this. It's Oh, you, I was like, you never saw it? It's Laverne and something. Yeah. Like, I knew Laverne. But yeah, I remember that opening credits. Like, it was... It would come on Nick at night. I liked friend. it. Yeah. Alice Cooper busts through a skeleton chest on stage. The boys decide to go backstage to beat the crowd. Chris Farley is the security guard out back. I miss Chris Farley. This was like his big screen debut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They make their way back inside, flashing their passes at literally everyone. They get to Alice Cooper's room. Wayne asks, Alice, is this cool? Alice tells them to come on in. They tell Alice how much they enjoyed the show. Alice Cooper and his band go into a history lesson about Milwaukee. <laughs> they say they got to get going, but Alice tells them to stay and hang. Wayne and Gard drop to their knees and start bowing, screaming, we're not worthy. So I have a few Alice Cooper facts if you want to know. Get after it. So Alice Cooper didn't actually know he had a big speaking part in this movie until he showed up on set. And Mike handed him eight pages to learn. Oh, that's a lot. (laughs) Alice joked, I think they probably couldn't get the Rolling Stones or the Beatles scraping the barrel until I was the only one left. He also said, as far as the um, I'm not worthy stuff, he says he gets tired of hearing we're not worthy. Uh After about the fourth time, he just holds out his hand like kiss my ring and they do it. He does give them credit for getting on their knees and doing the whole thing because it's a bit embarrassing on their part. So if they want to go through with it, I say fine. So he was not that into the movie, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and then I um, one last fact that Alice Cooper and Tia Carrera never met. Not once. Not oh. even on set. Being on the same movie. How unfortunate. They must have been there on different days. Yeah. Carry on. Garth. The, bo- <laughs> <laughs> the boys get back to their studio to record their show. Russell tells them that Vanderhoff will be the first guest. Wayne is obviously angry. Russell says not to get tense, just read the cards. Wayne asks to borrow Russell's marker to make notes. The show has a new intro and the guys seem like they hate it. Wayne is interviewing Mr. Vanderhoff and reading off his notes. The back of his card reads, Sphincter Boy. (laughs) These parts did make me laugh. They were so stupid. With an arrow pointing to Mr. Vanderhoff. (laughs) The next card says, he blows goats. I have proof. (laughs) Benjamin and Russell are in the booth looking worried, and the rest of the booth is cracking up. Wayne's next card said, this man has no penis, which I said was a reference to (laughs) Ghostbusters whenever uh what's his name dan Aykroyd, bill murray bill murray tells uh the mayor or whatever this man has no dick oh i do like ghostbusters yep 
They go to commercial and Ben asks Wayne to go up to the booth. Mr. Vanderhoff and his wife think it went really well. Ben says he publicly humiliated the sponsor and fires Wayne. Wayne says he's taking the show with him and Ben tells him they own the show. So Mrs. Vanderhoff was calling camp. She was on the No Sleep podcast um, for the Left Right Game. Did you you read that one? Mm -mm. It's a really good one. And she was also on Clue and Plump Fiction. Awesome. Is that a porn? No. It has Tommy Davidson in it. It got two... 2.7 2.7 stars. Okay. <laughs> it's very important. All right. They come back from commercial and Garth is staring at the cameras just silently. And then I think he says, I'm having a good time. Ben calls Cassandra asking if he saw the show. She says she only saw the first half, but laughed her ass off. And he asks if she's talked to Wayne and she hasn't. Ben said he just wanted to make sure they were still on for the video shoot. Says he'll see her in Chicago. Garth tells Wayne he really pissed him off tonight. He says he shouldn't have walked out on the show without telling him first. That's right. No, I mean it. <laughs> I thought that it was wrong what he did. <laughs> she was having a she tantrum. Feels, you feels have... good about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you go, Garth. I did. I thought it was shitty how he, like, bailed on everyone. Yeah. He, he was just having a man shitty. tantrum. He is shitty. He yeah. is shitty. Yeah. Did you read, just to go back to your whole Alice Cooper thing, that originally they wanted Aerosmith? Nope. Oh, no. Um, It says that Aerosmith was Mike Myers' first choice for the performance band in the movie. However, in a very poor move from the band, they refused the opportunity. But they did not pass up the chance to appear in Wayne Worlds 2 the following year. Well, good for them. I had another Mike Myers fact. Give it to me. His kill count is 159. What? (laughs) That's... Very impressive. It's a lot. It's a lot. Are we counting the new ones? It's all of them. I okay. read this is March 2023. All right. All right. All right. So Wayne asks sarcastically if he has to run everything by Garth now. Garth says, yes, he does. Garth tells Wayne Benjamin has it for Cassandra. Cassandra is how he keeps saying it. And I keep wanting to say Cassandra instead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's very interesting. He starts naming off a list of Benjamin's good qualities, like his car and cash and no visible scars. <laughs> Is that a good quality? If you I don't guess. have scars, you haven't lived a good life. A plane flies over as Garth and Wayne are yelling at each other. Wayne says Garth's gone mental and says he's out of here. So Wayne leaves and he goes to Cassandra's where she asks where he's been and she waited up for him. She's packing. Huh, my own handwriting. <laughs> when She's packing. Packing. Not not packing guns. Wayne asks where she's going. Definitely not. She's going to Chicago for a three-day video shoot. Wayne says he guesses Benjamin will be there, too. Cassandra said he's producing it. And what does that mean? Wayne says Benjamin has been paying her an awful lot of attention lately. Cassandra suggests maybe he thinks she has some talent. Wayne says maybe he's... Poking you. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Cassandra looks appalled and asks if he thinks that's how she gets a gig. Wayne says, first he screws me, then he screws you. Cassandra asks if he could be any more insulting, and he says, yeah. He was so rude. Yeah, Turd. it was really fucking stupid. Cassandra tells him to leave. Wayne's lost his show, his best friend, and his girl, and then the cameraman even starts to leave because he's sick of his shit. He's being shit on. <laughs> 
All right, so Garth is at the donut place playing with the donut man he's made. Wayne arrives at the donut place and sits down with Garth and says hi. Garth says hi. Wayne apologizes. They make up. Wayne says he has one plan and opens the door. And behind that door is a room with some people being trained like in a James Bond movie. (laughs) They sit back down and Garth says Wayne should just go get Cassandra. Wayne doesn't think she wants him to. Garth says, women want you to come get... Oh, because he's he's learned all this about women. Oh, yes. Garth says, women want you to come get them. They love it. Mm -hmm. Wayne says, if there was only a way they could get Mr. Big to hear her perform. They remember the security guard saying he's driving back through Chicago on Friday. What are you doing over there, (laughs) Joel? It's that laughy taffy. Can you hear the A little bit. I thought it was Crystal's chair. (laughs) You're good. You need it. I was like, maybe it's really quiet. You're going to slobber so much. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Garth says, first he will access the secret military spy satellite. Then he'll ID the limo by the vanity plate, Mr. Big, with three G's and get it approximate position. He's a genius right here. He'll reposition the transmitter dish in the remote truck to 17.32 degrees east. I feel like he can do it. Hit West Tar 4 over the Atlantic, <laughs> bounce the signal down into the Azores up to Comtech 6. How beam, long did it take you to write all that down? Beam it she didn't out. even write it all. She like skipped some stuff and Be- still. I skipped the first part. No. That's all. But everything else I wrote down. Beam it back down to SATCOM 3, transponder number 137, and down to the dish on back on the back of Mr. Big's limo. They can only pray that he's watching TV in his limo at that exact moment. How lucky for them. And this cop behind him, like, turns around and he's just looking at him like, what the fuck is happening here? He's hacking. Yeah. They'll need help. And all their friends standing behind them say, we'll help. They all run out and Wayne leaves to get Cassandra. Meanwhile, Cassandra is shooting her video in a jungle or rainforest scene. I can't really tell what the difference is. There was a snake. That's all I know. She's barely wearing anything and has a snake wrapped around her that just keeps falling asleep, she thinks. I feel bad for that snake in real life. It kind of seems dead, right? (laughs) Whatever it is, it looks like a real snake and I felt sad for it. Maybe that one was a prop. Let's hope that the one that, yeah, we'll say it's a prop. Wayne is speeding through traffic and gets pulled over, and it's the bad cop from Terminator. Wayne screams and takes off. <laughs> Did you read about that part? Uh, I remember reading something about it, but... How they rewrote it? Can you just tell, you. tell me? Yeah. So, Hawk Cox, is that his name? Cox? Coach? I, I did know. not know that was his, his 13 name. His 13-year-old son, Robbie, saw the original T-1000 pull Wayne and Garth over for speeding. He blurted, that's not funny. He, Hawk says he wanted to crawl into a hole until Mike Myers looked over and said, hey, the kid's right. It's not funny. Robbie earned himself a cameo thanks to an impromptu Polaroid that the T-1000 holds up when he's like, have you seen this kid? Um, Robbie actually said that uh, the T-1000 would only be looking for John Connor. Mm-hmm. And that's how they did that. So his kid got a little cameo. Um, Hawk actually said, like, it's one of his favorite, most proud moments of his career with his son. Oh, that's really nice. So. All right. When I read that Mike Myers thought that that part wouldn't be funny. 
because <laughs> it fucking was originally they were just pulling them over for shit house speeding. Over yeah. yeah wayne arrives to the video shoot and tells cassandra they have to talk she doesn't want to talk to him wayne tells her he set up an audition for her and her band ben tells wayne to go home wayne tells cassandra he loves her gives a big speech throws some water on his face acts like an idiot cassandra tells him to go home benjamin says sometimes people outgrow each other and the snake starts slithering on her chest and she asks if that's him or the snake. <laughs> and she yells for Wayne to wait up and they leave together. Garth is doing a super scientific plan with Mission Impossible music in the background. Russell catches them and Garth talks him into helping them. Benjamin gets pulled over by the guy's cop friend. I can't remember his name. Starts with a K. He cop. tells Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's kindergarten cop. <laughs> that's it. He tells Ben to turn around and put his hands on the hood. There's one thing he has, one other thing he has to check. I don't understand why they put that part in there. I don't, he could have just taken a really long time take, checking his license and registration. Is he doing anal cavity searches? Yeah, because he grabs that one cop was and like, puts on I a did, latex glove. Yeah, that one cop was like, I did 12 of those tonight or some shit. Like, oh, I missed that part. The first time they went to the um, donut shop and they were talking to the cop outside. And he was like, yeah, I had like... 12 anal cavities to oh, do tonight. Oh, did. Yeah. On the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wayne and Garth are back at recording in the basement. Wayne tells Mr. Sharp his address on air. He introduces Cassandra and Crucial Taunt. I forgot their band name. Isn't that a weird name? Band. Yeah. Crucial Taunt. It's kind of cool, though. I've never so heard So that's like very like aggressive it. teasing. Yeah. <laughs> or very necessary teasing. Yeah crucial they perform ballroom blitz which i love ballroom blitz uh the sweets andy scott had credited the movie with helping preserve the band's legacy when they performed that ballroom blitz the limo makes a very dangerous u-turn benjamin arrives at wayne's parents house he's walking very gingerly the limo arrives at wayne's why is he walking gingerly he had an anal cavity Search, an anal search. cavity. An anal cavity. How do you get a cavity Cavities. in there? He's got teeth in there. Why don't you fucking figure it out? You want huh? you on it? Mr. Sharp and Benjamin walk in at the same time. Mr. Sharp thinks it's the wrong time for their act, apologizes, and leaves. Cassandra tells Wayne she screwed his career and walks away while Benjamin is laughing, saying that Wayne was small time. I can't wait for him to get hit in the dick. Stacy arrives and tells Wayne she's pregnant, and that's why she's been so Jesus moody Jesus Christ, lately. of course she is. Yeah. <laughs> Their camera equipment starts sparking, catches fire, the whole house burns down, and Jesus. Wayne is carrying Garth out, screaming, why, God? <laughs> meanwhile, it's not his day. Meanwhile, Cassandra and Benjamin are on the beach together, looking very happy. Wayne and Garth slide into the scene and say, as if... They're going to do the Scooby-Doo ending, and we're back to Benjamin arriving at Wayne's parents. Benjamin is being held by two cops, and Wayne is going to reveal who he really is. He pulls off the mask, and it's Old Man Withers. Oh, no. From the amusement park. I <laughs> would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those snooping kids. That's why he was at the beginning of Damn the movie. meddling yeah. children. Next, they're going to do the mega happy ending, and I'm not doing any of the stupid little sounds that they make, just FYI. What, what does it sound like? I don't know. Cut back to Benjamin's know. arrival. <laughs> Mr. Sharp says he's going to give him a six-album deal starting tomorrow. Damn. Cassandra and Wayne. Those fourth and fifth albums are not going to be good. The third one <laughs> never not going to be good. Cassandra and Wayne say their I love yous and kiss. Garth and Dream Woman say their I love yous and kiss. Everyone loves everyone. They're all fished. They all say fished in, which I have no idea what that's Yeah, I don't know. To. 
and then the credits run. Uh, the Someone wrestles like it's okay to love a man. Uh, didn't even. I honestly, you didn't want to put it in there. I didn't hear that. He was part. like, I even learned it's okay to love a man or something like that. And he that was standing was next to that guy. Happening in the car when they were going, it was so weird. Oh, I don't know. It was weird. The end credit song is an extended versions of a uh, version of the Wayne's World theme, and Wayne and Garth pop back up on the screen during credits and hope they enjoyed the movie. Uh, Garth says he hopes they didn't think it sucked. And then they run credits again, and then they come back again, and they're reading magazines and waiting for themselves to fade to black. Mm-hmm. And then it finally ends. And finally, I, I live a Crystal joyous, is so happy. I live a joyous life after. So that. when are we watching Wayne's World too? Never. <laughs> so no. the Wayne World soundtrack shot straight to number one on the Billboard charts, and it's gone on to achieve double platinum status stateside with sales over two million. The seven songs not making the soundtrack. Temple of the Dogs, All Night Thing, Kicks, Cold Chills, Ugly Kid Joes, Everything About You, Cindy Greco's Making Sure Dreams Come True, Mike Myers' version of Happy Birthday, Mr. President, and Tia Carrera's cover of Fire and Touch Me. Hmm. But everything else made it in. Did you add it to your Spotify playlist? I did not. I thought one of the cutest things, though, which I don't know if this makes it a rom-com, but it was released on Valentine's Day in 1992. Oh, what a weird day yeah. to be <laughs> released. Wayne's World. I also learned doing all this that um, a lot of these people are really fucking old now. <laughs> in fact, like, I mean, Chris Farley is forever 33. Yeah. But, like, my oh, 33. That's how old he was when he died. I Gosh. Know. Um, Mike Myers is now 60 because mm. this movie's 31 years old. And he might be Austin Powers again. The old and 60. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, Alice so. Cooper is also 75 now. Oh, wow. But he was 44 in this movie and looked like he was 75 yeah, then. Yeah, he did. Like he hasn't aged much since 44 because he looks the same. He's got the Aerosmith, Rolling Stones Yeah, jeans. he's definitely like one step on the edge of death always. Yeah. So next week, what are we watching? Seven. Seven what? Deadly Sins. <laughs> Just seven. <laughs> I can't Don't wait. look in the box. Don't do Don't it. look in the box. What's in the box? Don't look in the box. We can't wait. <laughs> Make sure you share us with a stranger and a friend and a family member. Stranger. Yes. Danger. Follow us on Spotify. Give us a rating. Send us questions and comments on Facebook. We will talk to you. We will. We'll shout you out on the show. I even For real. S- speak to the spammers like <laughs> things that we do. Crystal has way too much fun talking to spammers. I do. Well, all right, guys. Tune in next week for seven. Bye. Friends off topic. <laughs>